Welcome to the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. Here's your host, Morgan Colby and Rick Lemon. What's poppin', Fantasy Champs? What's going on? We got breakout wide receivers today. I love this time of year. Dude, isn't it great? It's good to be back. In We're in tomorrow. August. I, I'm just like, I'm very excited that literally, I think tomorrow, tomorrow is going to be the first freaking oh, get preseason lit. game, and I'm I'm just excited about it. Um, but welcome on into Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Morgan Colby. I got Rick Lemon on the other side of the screen. Uh, and we have some great stuff to get into. As I said, breakout wide receivers. We're going to talk about three big boys on campus uh, who are going to, who are going to, Elevate their play to a level uh, that you have not seen them be at before, and uh, they're going to be great players. So, um, some second-year players, some first. Uh, what is it? What is his fourth-year player? Third-year. Uh, Third-year player. Third-year player. Yeah, we'll do that. Um, but before we do, check out our website, fantasychampions.com. Follow us on Twitter at the FF Chance on Instagram at the Fantasy Champions. Like us Facebook.com forward slash the Fantasy Champions. You can also check us out on TikTok, the FF Champs. Um, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or any of those other podcasting platforms, leave a review, share this podcast with your friends. If you're watching on YouTube, comment down below, click subscribe, and then click the bell for noties because uh, you want to know what the hell is click going on. Click the bell for noties. Click the bell for noties. <laughs> you want to talk about some breakout wide receivers? Yeah, that's it. All right. Um, so we have uh, number one on this list, and I'm existentially excited. Because he was my favorite wide receiver last year, uh, coming out of the wide receiver class of twenty. Was yeah. it twenty twenty wide receiver yep. class? Is that, is that correct? Twenty twenty, correct. Um, so yeah, coming out of the twenty twenty wide receiver class, he was one of my favorite players. Uh, C. D. Lamb of the Dallas Cowboys. A lot of people were concerned last year about Michael Gallup and if it was a good landing spot for him. And I think for what for what C. D. did. With no quarterback for a majority of the season. And the fact that he was supposed to be playing behind uh, Michael Gallup. Michael Gallup. uh, Mm. Finishing as the wide receiver 20. To me is a... Ridiculous. Is ridiculous to me. Like, I I don't understand how... (laughs) Like, he was supposed to play behind Michael Gallup. He had an injury to his quarterback. Um, he, I'm, I'm curious to see, did he outperform Amari Cooper when Dak went down? It depends. I think it depends if you include the fifth game or not, because like the game that Dak went down, would you include that? Um, so if you do, I think he was just on par with them, but if you don't include that game, then Amari Cooper was better. Okay. Why well, receiver? I mean, uh, weeks five through 17, um, That was after. C.D. Lamb was wide receiver 15. Amari Cooper was wide receiver 28. With Dak, obviously, we know. So wide receiver 25, C.D. Lamb. Wide receiver 28. So without Dak, though, C.D. Lamb was the number one receiver on the team. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously, we saw some really good performances from C.D. Lamb that get you excited, get you sweaty, get you thinking about breakouts. Um, and, And the camp hype, too. And the camp hype is Unreal. Did you see that video of him getting the one-handed, one-handed catch? catch? Yeah, yeah. And then was... he also got a jump ball over uh, 
uh digs the corner yeah um and he like ripped it out of his Bucky hand and, like, yeah yeah and it was like a the crowd was screaming yeah i think uh camp pipe is just absurd yeah camp pipe i try to not get i try not to get involved but it can't help it it's hard not to um so yeah i think i think and, and the other thing that we've been hearing is that uh amari cooper who we talked about being a value on our last show um has also been dealing with some form of an ankle injury um <clears throat> and he was placed on the pup list so uh it's and he's reportedly going to miss two to three weeks which opens the gates wide open for our man cd lamb um there's literally no news on cd lamb other than everyone else's news around him and how everyone's hurt or right. not performing well um right. But yeah, I mean, just from the videos, from the stuff that we're seeing from camp, the fact that he is going to play the wide receiver one role for the Dallas Cowboys while Amari Cooper's out for the next two to three weeks, it gets you excited about the prospects of CeeDee Lamb having a breakout. If the guy can be the wide receiver 20 over the course of the first, I mean, over the course of the 16 games that he played or 15 games that he played last year, right? What can he do with a full season with Dak? And yeah. I think when you talk about breakouts, like what would you consider a breakout, Rick? For a wide Someone receiver? who kind of emerged, or like just in rankings, like finish. In terms of finish, yeah. Um, probably like top 15 at least. Okay. I was going to say top Maybe 10. Maybe even top 12. Me. Yeah. So do That's you think CeeDee Lamb can be a top 10 wide receiver? It's possible. Absolutely possible. Yeah. I, I think between his exquisite route running, his amazing hands, and his elite upside like cd lamb I, I honestly think he's a more talented wide receiver than amari cooper and uh. i think at some point he's gonna take the job of wide receiver one from amari cooper um i don't know if it's this year um i'm gonna say that it is because i he's he's one of my breakouts right um, and he is going high so like the price tag of amari uh, of cd lamb you know in that around the same region as amari cooper you know, you're kind of anticipating him finishing as a top 15 guy. And so I think for us, like what we're telling you is that he's going to finish top 10. And I, I believe that. So, uh, and you can get that in the fourth round. I think that's a breakout. Yeah. Um, if you really honestly believe CD lamb is more talented than Amari Cooper, then you should draft him ahead of him mm-hmm. because I think he, he could take over that top spot as soon as this year, if he is more talented, I think he, I'm kind of on the fence about that, but I, I would lean CeeDee Lamb. He's just so he's so explosive. Um and he has great hands. There's really not he did have a few drops, but then he'll make that one handed catch. Yeah. There's not too many weaknesses in his game. Um mm-hmm. yeah, I mean if you've listened to us at all during this whole summer, you know we yeah. love both Cowboys receivers. Um just because because of how good they were last year with Dak and Mike McCarthy's offense mm-hmm. and run so many plays and throw the ball all over the place and utilize your stars. It's all great for fantasy football. So, um, yeah, CeeDee Lamb is, I think, a, a perfect breakout. He was You put him on this list before I even looked mm-hmm. at it. <laughs> like the moment I opened it, you had like three wide receivers. Three and empty CD spots Lamb was and number uh, one. one was filled by CeeDee Lamb. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> which is fair, man. Like he's, he's a beast. Why, and by the way, like this is kind of – Everyone talks about the rookie season Justin Jefferson had, um, as they should. But Steve Lamb, without his starting quarterback, as a rookie, finished as wide receiver 20. Yeah. A wide receiver, too. That's a very, very impressive. Um, 100%. And I think 
you're going into year two after doing that and you get your starting quarterback back, um, you, you're instantly just jumping up spots just from that, let alone his uh, his ability and I think opportunity in that offense. So, mm-hmm. yeah, CeeDee Lamb has all the potential in the world to finish in the top 10 this year. The, uh, the other thing I'd like to note too is he had over the course of the first five games of the season – he wasn't getting targeted 200 times like um, Amari Cooper with Dak Prescott through the first five games. But he right. was pacing out to 128 targets. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, 128 targets over the course of the first five games of the season with Dak as the starting quarterback. And uh, his his uh, catch rate, 72.5%, which puts him at 93 catches. Solid. On 128 um, targets. Think about that for a second. Um, yeah, that's and then he had 1,386 yards. Also had... Uh, 10 rushing attempts paced out to 42 yards. I don't think that's going to hold up, so I'll throw that away. Through the, uh, uh, and then six touchdowns overall. Just solid. Through the first five games of the year last year, which um, includes the game that Dak got injured in, he was wide receiver 12 and was a single fantasy point away from being in the top 10. Yeah. So I, I think – where is Lamb getting taken? He's right there. Uh, fourth round, I think. Fourth Off the fifth. board is the – He's like right near Amari, right? Yeah, they're the almost back to like sixteen. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I, I, there's, I, there's a lot of breakout wide receivers. Um, last, and there's, there's guys that I like stick my flag on that I'm like, this guy's gonna break out. I'm drafting him, and I, I go after all these guys. And last year was Calvin Ridley. Um, I can't remember who it was the year before, but he did break out. Chris Godwin. Chris Godwin. Thank you. Um. And so this year, that guy for me is CD Lamb. And if if CD Lamb does not come out, end up a top ten, you know, wide receiver in fantasy football and break out the way that I anticipate him to, I would be huh. utterly shocked. Um and sad. so I, I, I I'm that in on CD Lamb. Yeah. Don't blame you. So uh number two, this is this is Rick. This is I just talked about uh a flag pounding. Into the ground, um, and yeah. Rick. This is Rick's guy. This is a, he's been pounding the table for this man's for years. Now it feels like years. Now. Ever since he got into the league. Ever since he got this into the third year. So uh, his rookie season, uh, he was a one of the top waiver wire pickups, and Rick was like all over him. So um, yeah. number two, Terry McLaurin, breakout wide receiver. Uh, I love Terry. I love T Mac, but I'm gonna let Rick take it away because he's gonna probably explain it a lot better. Then I will. Yeah, hey, man, I'm the T-Mac guy. Love Terry McLaurin. I remember it was like his first game in the league, and he just did a little like twitch move on some better. I forget. It was an all-pro corner, though, and he was a rookie, and everybody was like posting on Twitter, like, who is this guy, and what did he just do to this all-pro all corner? He like completely broke his ankles and then made an insane catch on the sidelines. Mm-hmm. Like he, He's an extremely talented player who has just played with poor quarterbacks. Last year he played with uh, yeah. Alex Smith, I want to say Kyle Allen, uh, who else did Washington have for a good good stretch of last year? Uh, There's another guy, Dwayne Haskins, too. No, a few. They, they may have had Dwayne Haskins, but did you say the other guy, Tyler Hankey? Was it Kyle Allen? No, Tyler. Yeah, he didn't come until the end, though, right? Did I say that right? Tyler but either Hankey. way, what is that, four different quarterbacks? Hankey? And one of them was Alex Smith, who didn't throw the ball down the field. Yeah. Um, he's improved each as a rookie. He had 93 targets, 58 catches. Last year had 134 targets, 87 catches, mm-hmm. so over 40 more targets. Um, he was great last year. His only problem was he only had four touchdowns. Yeah. Um, now, with uh, who is Washington's quarterback? Why am I blanking on this? With Ryan Fitzpatrick. 
Um, yeah, I was going to say, is, I don't remember that either, bro. Is he going to, is he going to go off with like 15 receiving touchdowns? No, no, he's not. But can that number go from four to seven, four to eight? Yeah. Yeah, he can very easily. Um, and then historically speaking, mm-hmm. Ryan Fitzpatrick loves to target his top guys. As I've mentioned before, I've talked about Terry McClendon before on the show. Um, Devontae Parker was wide receiver six in 2019. Yeah. When Ryan Fitzpatrick was there. So, and we all think Terry McLaurin is a lot more talented than Devontae Parker. Now, will they throw the ball as much as they did with Miami that year? Probably not. Um, cause I mean, but it's possible. It is possible. Mm-hmm. And if they do, yeah. And even if they don't, McLaurin is the better player than Parker. It's very possible that he could have that kind of finish and finish as like wide receiver six, wide receiver seven in that range. Um, yeah. I think this is kind of his people would say like last year was McLaurin's breakout year. Um, and I think when it comes to real football, it was because he had over almost 12,000 receiving yards, almost 90 catches. But fantasy wise, it wasn't. He finished as what wide receiver 19 last year. Yeah. Something in that range. Cause I remember you saying it like you were kind of shocked at how low he was. Yeah. Right. Um, this will be his breakout year fantasy wise, 100%. Yeah. I, I think, I think we've been kind of, this is his third year, correct? So in 2019, uh, Terry McLaurin finished as the, um, oh my God, was he hurt or something? Hold on a second. I'm, I'm 2019 was his rookie season. Yeah, it was his, it was a rookie season. I'm trying to figure out where he was. Uh, wide receiver 28 or 27 tied with Marvin Jones. He did miss two games. Um, and he did miss two games in that. Uh, but anyway, yeah, he finished with 162 fantasy points and then he made a little bit of an improvement on the following year. Obviously, as we said, um, he ended up the wide receiver 21. Um, and, and I think the big thing for me is, is, is target share. Uh, when you look at the wide receiver position, you need to have a few things in order to become a top five to 10 wide receiver in the NFL. And a it's, having at least some level of high quality efficiency being in a good offense and having target share because you can have two of those things. If you don't have the target share, you're done. You're not going to finish as a top 10 wide receiver. So for Terry McLaurin, it's clear that he is the wide receiver one in Washington. Um, He had 134 targets as Rick said last year and he didn't, he missed a game. So um, I think there's a good shot that the efficiency that we saw out of Terry McLaurin uh, last year will become better. And if Ryan Fitzpatrick makes this team slightly better, uh, he will catch more touchdowns. I think the three touchdowns or four touchdowns that he caught last year is so low. It feels like it feels like he should have caught like seven or eight. Yeah. Um, but uh, but going through going through all these weeks on the season, I think it's interesting to like note his wide receiver, like or not his wide receiver. Uh, his his receiving numbers, and there was only like I think two or three games where he was under seventy five yards, or maybe four games, That's... four or five games where he was under seventy five yards. But there were like straight there were there were games where he was at eighty or more like seven or eight times. So like he had the ability on the season. Like if, I would love to see his numbers with just receiving and yardage totals in his fantasy points not with the touchdowns and see where he finishes overall with just receiving and, and um, with receptions and yards. 
So I think I think for me, when you talk about Terry McLaurin, he's one hundred percent gonna like. I think he's gonna be a breakout, um, and I think where he's getting drafted right now is even more juicy because he's in a really good spot. So I mean, I'm excited to see what he does. Hopefully, the biggest problem I have with Washington is their offense blows. Like it's, yeah, it's not great. getting any better with like it's gonna get slightly better. One I think five percent better with Ryan Fitzpatrick. But the thing with the thing with Fitzpatrick is he'll move the ball. It'll he'll just throw a lot of interceptions. Yeah, and then Hanky will go out there and ruin our lives. Yeah, that's. I just, I I am con- that's the one thing that has me like where CD Lamb I know I'm okay. Terry McLaurin has like a slight question mark in terms of the production at the wide receiver position because of the fact that you know a his quarterback like there's a good shot that they might bench Ryan Fitzpatrick if he starts tossing interceptions all over the field. You know, and right. that's that's a concern. But he also could be really great like he was in Washington last year. So I just don't know. I don't know what's going to happen with that. And I think the uncertainty there kind of scares me a little bit. But I think if it's magic, if it's magic, he'll, it'll be all right. You know what I mean? You'll you'll get a really good season on a T-Mac. But when he, yeah. even when he's like, it's astounding to me that even when he has a sucky butt wide receiver, I mean a quarterback, <laughs> he can still put up a wide receiver 21 season. Like that right. offense wasn't good. Last it was year. not good. It yeah. was not good, and uh, especially passing. Their especially pass passing, and uh, and then he still ended up. I mean, you saw that in the touchdown category, but he still ended up with a wide receiver twenty-one finish, which is which is really great. And so I think Fitzmagic brings that better quarterback play to the table. Fitzmagic, I mean, um, McLaurin will will bring that uh, breakout wide receiver season with him. Yeah, I, I agree one hundred percent. So let's uh let's move on to the final guy that we have on our breakouts list, and I like only talking about three guys because it means that we're going to end the show on time. Wow, look at that! So Crazy. hopefully we don't spend what is it eleven minutes on T. T- Higgins. <laughs> I mean, it's possible. Uh, so yeah, breakout wide receiver number three, as you just heard, T. Higgins. Whew. Um. I think this one is a little bit more of a spicy take for some people. I saw the fantasy footballers. Um, they had listed on their wide receiver breakouts, Jamar Chase. Mm. So they got the other guy. And I think a lot of people are in that same boat where they got the other guy, Jamar Chase, as the breakout. And we got T. Higgins as the breakout. So... We'll, we'll break that down to you, explain to you why we have T. Higgins and why I don't know that we're going to see Jamar Chase. I mean, I like him, but and I don't know if it's – see, I feel like it would be more in on Jamar Chase drafting him this year if he was, like, going off in, like, the 10th round. Oh, yeah. But right I mean, now you, he's going off the board I mean, as the sixth round pick, and it's like if he ends up being, like, a rookie wide receiver – yeah, and he plays not great. It's a massive bust. Then it's a massive bust, and it's just so much uncertainty there that I don't know if I can. It's hard to take a guy who's it. never played in the NFL that high, yeah. um, and I understand that. And I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm higher on Jamar Chase because I, I love the chemistry with him and Burrow and the talent mm-hmm. and all that. And he was the fifth overall pick, but he's getting taken ahead of guys like Tyler Lockett and Adam Thielen in redraft, who are just proven NFL talents. Yeah. Um, who are, yes, are in the, the latter part of their careers, but still have a lot of game left. Yeah. While Jamar Chase, as you said, could have a rookie right. season and could be like decent, but not anything spectacular. And then it becomes a huge bust for your fantasy team. Um, 
I I feel like T Higgins, I'm more confident in him having a real breakout season in year number two. Yeah. Um, so T Higgins right now, he's going off the board as the wide receiver 28, 75th pick on average, uh, according to fantasy pros, which obviously is really great value compared to Jamar Chase's, um, wide receiver 27. So he's, they're going off the board relatively in the same ballpark. So, which would be sixth round. Um, but on, on sleeper, I think Chase is like a full two rounds ahead of Higgins. Wow. That's insane. Um, but so, but I think I think, and this has nothing to do with, I guess, me thinking that T. Higgins is this proven athlete that, you know, uh, he's proven as an NFL wide receiver. I just think that he's a guy that he has. He went through his rookie season. Now he's got a full year of NFL experience under his belt. And Jamar Chase, even though he's ridiculous and he's, I think he's a generational talent he still has to go through the rookie woes. He's going to have to go through some of that stuff where he's going to learn. He's going to have to learn how pro corners operate as opposed to, you know, college cornerbacks operate and coverages operate. Some random corner from Arkansas. Right. Versus. Um, so, but for T Higgins last season, um, he had a, he had a really good rookie season. Um, and he ended up with, uh, it through, Okay, I just accidentally clicked out of it. Oh. Through the entire... Yeah, no, I, I'm good. We're good. Okay. Uh, he did not... I think he played in week one, but he did not get a single target in week one. Um, yeah, he only had 20% of offense... Uh, 20% of snap share. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I can see that. He was like... So, and then after that, he came in and he got six targets, and then from there, it really went up. I don't know what happened in the Baltimore game. Did he get hurt? No, no, no. no. That game, um, I think they had a total. Uh, was that the game they lost twenty or three to twenty-seven? Yeah, I think they had like a hundred and fifty total yards. It's a thirty. It was something three. horrible. Yeah, he yeah. got like one target for zero yards. I'll take that one. Oh, was that the was that the last game? Baltimore. Yeah. Yeah, I think, dude. I think they had like, like they got destroyed in that game. I actually want to look it up. Okay. Um, so pacing out weeks two through 16, okay, he had 122 targets, 77 catches, 1,038 receiving yards, and seven touchdowns. Um, so, I mean, that in and of itself is a relatively – that's a good rookie season. You know what I mean? And and to do that – what are you giggling about? Sorry. They, they, they had – in that game, do you want to know how many passing yards they had? How many? Total? 40. Uh, he only had a 70% snap percentage, though, T. Higgins. Right. So I'm like, did they just pull him from the – I don't know. No, no, no. They, he, like, Brandon Allen went 6 for 21 with 48 yards and two interceptions. Sounds like a good day. <laughs> yeah. But uh, anyway, so yeah, for me, like 122 targets, 77 receptions, 1,038 yards, seven touchdowns. That's a really good rookie season, I think. Mm-hmm. And, and you also talk about the fact that they had A.J. Green, who they gave 100 targets in that season. Right in 2020, they had um, Tyler Boyd, who they gave 100 targets in that season. So I don't think that Jamar Chase is going to come in and take work from T. Higgins and all of a sudden like just be this right. beast mode right. guy. I think that T. Higgins is going to be the number one targeted guy in this offense. I understand Joe Burrow has a connection with Jamar Chase. I understand he's played in that scenario before, but we're also talking about 
Like this is the NFL. This is a different team. It's not like he's going back to LSU and we're going to run it back. Like he's also a rookie, and it, it's something I could see maybe by the end of the year, Jamar Chase starts taking it. Yeah, because he is going to be the wide season, receiver one of that team. Like one hundred eventually. Yeah, he will. But to start his career, maybe even the first half of the season next year, I think T. Higgins will be the top guy in that offense. And like that's a you mentioned the key point with like Jamar. Even the people mm-hmm. that are like pro Jamar Chase and think he's going to be this year's Justin Jefferson and have. Yeah um 100 gazillion targets mm-hmm. like he's more just taking aj green's role who right. has 104 vacated targets right there for him he's going to take that aj green role mm-hmm. he's not going to take away targets from t higgins t higgins will still do what t higgins did last year right which was good and then you add joe burrow for the full season because if joe burrow played the full season last year higgins would have been good he was wide receiver 15 um through weeks two to ten which mm-hmm. were the weeks that Joe Burrow played and he also played because I don't count week one because again, he only had a 20% snap share and they kind of were red shirting him, I guess for that week. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, after that week, Higgins was very, very good. He was on pace for eight touchdowns, 1200 yards, 80 catches. And I think that's what he's going to do this year. I think he's very capable of that. And that would put him in like the wide receiver 15, 14 range, which for wide receiver 28, is what you're drafting him as, that's ridiculous. And I think I think the interesting thing, too, is that when you look at snap percentage from weeks 2 through 10, right, after that 22% snap percentage, it was 65, 79, 57, mm. 81, 81, 84, 70, 78, 85, right? That was weeks yep. 1 through 10. And then when Burrow went out, it kept going up. Right, it kept going up. He had 91, 92, 90, 90, 100, and then 84% snap percentage against Houston Week 16. So it's like if you if you give T Higgins a full like snap share, which I would say is about 90 to 95% on the season, uh I think he's which he's going to get 100%. Uh, I think he ends up with eight to 10 targets a game and and ends up having 120 to 140 targets. He kind of reminds me because we talk about the Sean McVay connection um, with this offense. Right. Uh, And I think, I think when you look at T Higgins, he kind of reminds me a little bit of Robert Woods where you're going to have, you're going to have Jamar Chase play like this, like back in the Los Angeles Rams Super Bowl against the Patriots when Brandon Cooks was on the team. And I think you're going to see Jamar Chase play this Brandon Cooks role where he's going to be a field stretcher, right? And he's going to be elite wide receiver one. And Robert Woods is going to be, he's going to be like a, or T Higgins is going to be like a Cooper Cup or a Robert Woods where he's going to get, you know, a lot of slot like snaps. But yeah. they're going to end up targeting him 130, 140 times, which is going to lead to really great seasons for him. And I mm-hmm. think because he's the trusted option in this offense, he's the guy that's most recent, uh, most recently played with uh, Joe Burrow. I, I just, I think just taking Jamar Chase because he has a connection with Joe Burrow in college is a silly example. And I, yeah. I, I, I agree that yes, he's going to have a connection because he's already played with the guy. But Joe Burrow is not just going to throw it to him because he's like, oh, I remember you. It's, no, it's not going to happen. Yeah. It's, it's going to be if Jamar Chase can get open. If Jamar yeah. Chase can get open against these coverages. Especially, I think, early eventually. on. But I, it's, and I do believe in Jamar Chase this year. Um, I don't like his price tag. But I think that T. Higgins is definitely, at least for this season, going to have the better performance. Um, and yeah. I do think that T. Higgins is going to break out and end up a top 12 to 14. I full on was planning to take Jamar Chase. In most of our leagues, yeah. except now, where he's way too high. But because I do think, like, 
second half of the year, mm. you could see, you know how like last year we saw Brandon Ayuk out of nowhere just start getting like yeah. 15 points a week. Right. Like I think Chase could easily do that this year. Right. But I'm not trying to draft that in the fifth round. Right. Exactly. So there you go. There's there's three three breakout wide receivers for the 2021 fantasy football season. It's been interesting. It's been a wild ride. Uh, we almost talked about T Higgins for 11 minutes. So I kind of hate myself for that. But uh, yeah, CD Lamb, Terry McLaurin, T Higgins, get those guys in your league. They're breakout wide receivers, values all over the place. Mock draft tomorrow. See you later, folks. See you. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Champions Podcast. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes and YouTube and follow us on Twitter at the FF Champs.